0: Perfect. Okay. Are we ready to go? Should I get into our little intro with our official name now?
1: I think we should do it. Let's let's All give right. it a try.
0: Everyone, welcome to episode two of the Video Vantage. I am Haley. I'm the growth marketing manager at Biteable, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. Today we're going to talk about AI. It's a very hot topic right now. We figured we'd talk about how we're using it both in Biteable as a product and on the marketing team here at Biteable. And then we'll go over some different ways to prompt ChatGPT GPT and what we think is coming up next for AI. So Mike, let's jump right into it. What are your favorite ways to use AI both in work and your personal life if you use, if you use it personally?
1: Yeah, so for work, you know, we just, disclaimer, we don't have like this massive team of marketers here at Biteable. <clears throat> We're a pretty nimble team. And so I think one of the, I don't think, one of the ways we have found AI to be useful for us is to help us create new blog articles and new content. Um, it's not, we don't just type in a prompt into AI, into ChatGPT or BARD, and then just copy and paste. We don't do that. I think we would if if you are doing that i think you'll quickly dilute your reputation and your your website with just a bunch of like content that may sound authoritative but it may not may not actually be true because these chat you know these ai bots are like um authoritatively wrong sometimes
0: they're very confident with their incorrect answers (laughs)
1: right and so um you know and i don't think it will ever well Shouldn't say ever, but I don't see it in the near future, like replacing anybody fully, right? And so I think it gives just you know, a good, you know, head start, a good leg up on things, right? And gives you something to react and respond to. So oftentimes we'll start a blog article by like, hey, giving you a prompt about a topic, and then um, uh, we have a, a wonderful, fantastic, very talented copywriter, Leah, who will go through it make the corrections, clean it up, make sure it's on tone or on brand, the tone is on brand and those types of things. And so that's just a good way for us to do it. I also like to use it for helping write meta descriptions Mm -hmm. for SEO. Um, We've used it in the past to help us um, give us ideas for uh, headlines, for ads and those types of things. And so I think it can be a great way to get a lot of ideas quickly to respond to and then tweak and adjust.
0: Yes. Yeah. I find it the same way. It's very good for inspiration and kind of giving you that initial starting point. It's kind of like when you're writing an essay and you're just like staring at the blank page and the first line is so hard to write. So that's what I kind of use it for as well. Like you said, we're a pretty small marketing team. So on social, we used to have a copywriter kind of dedicated to writing our YouTube descriptions at one point, which is quite the luxury and we don't have that anymore. So I kind of rely on chat GPT. I'll give it a prompt. Here's what the video is about. Here's the blog article I referenced for my information for the script. And then chat GPT will write a script for me and a YouTube description, which saves me a ton of time. And then like you said, of course, going in after editing it, make sure it's not saying anything strange. Sometimes it can be a little bit formal too. So I like to remove bits and pieces, but it's a nice way to kind of get that information out quickly and saves a lot of time editing because it's, I'd say about 65 to 70% good information. And Mm -hmm. then the rest is kind of up to us to provide. I've also seen a lot of people using it on TikTok, those kind of sketches and comedy skits are really starting to become popular on TikTok to grow your audience. So people have actually started turning to Chat GBT to give them an idea for a skit and then say, um. like, write a script for this comedy skit for me. And some of them are actually pretty funny. And I mean, you can of course tell it to be funny or be yeah. mysterious and kind of give it that tone. But yeah, a lot of people getting pretty creative with it. It's cool to
1: see. That's awesome. Um I've used it a couple of times personally for, uh, so I have a friend that I'm helping out with a website and um, I know just enough to be dangerous. Right. And so I'm helping him out and I got stuck on this CSS problem. I could not figure it out. Yeah. And so like, I just copied the CSS code, put it into chat GPT. And I said, this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Here's my code tell me what's wrong. If you can, it gave me new code. It explained it to me. Wow. I copied it, put it back into the CSS file, saved it, rendered it, and it worked perfectly.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: I was just like, wow, like this is going to really help a lot of people out, you know, leveling people's skills up. Totally. Again, it's not going to like it couldn't come up with the design for me necessarily oh. i'm sure it will at some point and other people i've seen there's a couple of youtube videos that are like this at chat gpt designed and coded my whole website yeah and it's like those are a little misleading titles right <laughs> but i think it can really help people out right totally so it's
0: pretty cool that it also described described to you what was wrong with the previous code because i mean it's kind of like that saying give a man to fish he can eat dinner." teach a yeah. man to fish and he can eat forever. It kind of exactly. gave you dinner and gave you food forever.
1: It did. It really, it really did. It, it was really helpful. So I think it's interesting. Um, but I think, you know, kind of maybe just shifting gears a little bit to a, and the topic we were talking about earlier, but you have to be good about how you prompt it. Yes. Because with a lot of these tools, um, I have, you know, not just ChatGPT, but there's like a whole bunch of other AI tools that you can subscribe to and, and that are like more niche, Yes. But initially I was like, "Hey, give me this." Right? I want an article about topic, right? Or write the CSS code for something, right? Yeah. And you'd get back garbage. And it's really it's the whole garbage in garbage out yes. is so true with this. And I think yeah, you, totally. like I was just reading an article this morning about the next skill that employers are be looking for is like how good are you at prompt prompting, you know, ChatGPT or prompting AI.
0: That's crazy. Wow. Okay. So on that topic, tell us about how you prompt ChatGPT for our blog posts. And what do you think goes into a good prompt?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Like you've seen some of my prompts, (laughs) yes. right? And um, I talk to ChatGPT and Bard like I'm talking to a person, (laughs) right? Like I'm trying to... And so I'm really nice to it. I'm like, please give me this, or I'm looking for something like this. Can you help me with it, right? And then, <clears throat> so I'm try to, I am try to be very polite to it. I, that's just a me thing maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it actually impacts the the difference of the quality of the content. But beyond that, what I will try to do, um, there's like maybe like five or six things that I really try to focus on every time. <clears throat> So one of them is try to be specific. So I try to give it as much information about what I want it to give me as I can, like within like a sentence. Sure. Right? And then I'll also give it the second thing I'll do is I'll give it context, right? So um, for example, if I was gonna do something about video, right? If I just say, hey, help me describe how video can help uh, you know with communication in the workplace. Oftentimes it assumes like, oh, it's video calls like like this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I want it to be more like a biteable type of video where it's like I'm recording something or I'm making a video to distribute. So I have to give it the context of like I'm not talking about a video call with somebody; it's live. I'm talking about da 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 da. So that context I think is important. Totally. <clears throat> um, the other thing I found is helpful is if I just give it one question at a time. Okay. Because it can, <clears throat> at least with ChatGPT it has the context of what you just have done previously. Yep. So uh, you can say like hey, you know, a follow-up question to that is this, right? Um and so keeping it just limiting it to one question at a time I've found it to be more precise. <clears throat> Back to the spe- specificity thing in the very first one is like just not being ambiguous. Try yeah. to be as clear as as you possibly can um so that you, you know, kind of like that whole video call example, you don't give it the ability to interpret it the wrong way.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Um, and then I also will say things like, um, uh, you know, act like you are this type of a person, right? I like or that. pretend you know about this. And yeah. sometimes that pretend part, right? That's when you start to think it's like, you know, it really doesn't know what it's talking about. But sometimes it does. Um, and then... You know, for me, I try to be, you know, use correct grammar and punctuation and whatnot. (laughs) And then um, I tell it like, you know, do I want a guide? Do I want five steps? Do I want 10 ideas? Do I want uh, a summary? Do I want a long article? If I want a long article, like give me 750 to a thousand words on this topic. Wow. And then I also will say, and cite your sources if you refer to anything.
0: Oh, that's great. And it does that?
1: And usually what it will do is um, it will do a couple things. After it gives you a, a, the information, it will put in parentheses like one, two, three, four. Yep. And then it won't necessarily give you those links. So then I'll be like, what were your sources for those items? Okay. As a follow-up question. And then it usually says, well, I'm just in language model. I don't know exactly, but you can search for these things. Oh. And it will, for number one, it'll say, look for this topic and you will find a source. So oh, then I can go and double check my source. So going back to the, <clears throat> to me, the thing we talked about at the beginning was like, don't just copy and paste it. Yeah. So I take those four things and I go and look them up and I'm like, okay, is this valid? Is this a source I trust Yeah. That I, that I would link out to, right? So my reputation doesn't get damaged. And, and so the reader doesn't get bad information. Totally. Right? <clears throat> And does it jive with how I think about this topic or do I think it's legitimate or not? And so that's kind of how I use it. And I found that to be really helpful.
0: That's really cool. Even the fact that even though it can't hyperlink you directly to that source, the fact that it can kind of bring you through the steps to find where it got that information is impressive.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually pretty amazing.
0: (laughs) And we were joking earlier this week because as Mike said, he really opens up a two-way street of dialogue between yourself and ChatGPT and you're very kind and formal and you thank it and you use correct grammar. <laughs> Whereas I, on the other hand, talk to ChatGPT as if it's Siri or Alexa and I just kind of bark my commands at it and use no punctuation, not great grammar, and then just kind of throw some links. Mind you, the information that I'm asking it for is normally pretty straightforward. So I don't have to do a ton of like citations and things like that, but just a funny different way of how we use things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and we were saying we, we should actually test like, like the same topic. Totally. But two different methods of asking for it.
0: Absolutely. I'd be really curious to see how different the answers are if they differ that much. Because even I've noticed sometimes the questions that I ask Chat GPT or the YouTube descriptions I write can be similar to one another. And I'll notice the responses that it spits out are pretty similar to something that I've seen before. So I have kind mm. of like used it enough I'm coming full circle, but yeah. I mean, it's as simple as saying like regenerate this response and it gives you something different, but yeah, it would be cool. We should test that. We'll do that soon. When
1: you, when you use that regenerate response feature, how often is it better or is it the same or worse?
0: It's normally pretty similar. I'd say they kind of tweak the intro and then the rest of the, the core bits of information will stay the same. It's just kind of like something slightly different in the tone. I find what's more accurate and generates a better response is instead of just clicking regenerate response, I'll type into the box, like, try again, but make it funnier or try mm-hmm. again, but use this tone. And that's when I see a real difference in what it says to me.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: So now let's go kind of quickly into the future of AI. Obviously Biteable is kind of dipping our toes into the AI water. Yep. We have Ava, which is our automated video assistant, where specifically for explainer videos at the moment, you can type in your business name in your product description, and we will generate a 45-second to 60-second long explainer video in just really a few clicks on the user's end. And we're kind of seeing a few other companies start to try the whole AI video generation Nobody's really mastered it yet because it's still so new, but we're seeing a lot of people give it a try. Mm, What do you think will come next in the world of AI? What other advancements? We obviously don't have a crystal ball, but what would you like to see?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, on, on, for Biteable side, I think it's, you know, we're doing some interesting stuff and we're doing a bunch of things, um, and some things that people have seen who have biteable, where they can like try to like just type in like a couple of things to get their explainer video. Um, which I think is great for people from this perspective of like kind of like you were talking about earlier about like looking at a blank page is can be very daunting when you're trying to write something totally, but reacting and responding to something that's been written yeah. and editing it or being inspired by that, I think is super helpful. And I think yeah. that's where our initial take on our. Ava product is, or Ava feature, excuse me, to be able to like, oh, great! I, ha- I never would have thought of structuring my video this way. I'm going to yes. tweak that word. I'm going to change this color. I'm going to swap out this image or this video, and that's a great thing. I think, and we'll keep keep iterating, iterating on that. And we've seen some really cool stuff internally that's going to be coming out publicly in a, in a few weeks, maybe. But uh, so that's exciting. But I think larger, I think what's happening is that you're seeing people kind of combine tools like ChatGPT and tools like MidJourney for static images. Yes. Um, And then there are other tools that will actually create videos for you. But I think what's interesting is like when I've tried MidJourney, for example, I struggle to come up with a good prompt to give MidJourney. But what I've seen people do is they'll go into ChatGPT and they're like, I need a prompt for mid-journey. And I want to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then Chat GPT gives you a better prompt. Oh wow. And then you paste that into mid-journey and you're getting stuff back. That's (laughs) AI inception. (laughs) Right. And so I think. You're going to start seeing more of that type of interaction, that kind of that combination. And totally. um, I think you'll start seeing people use these tools kind of like historically creators have used tools like Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign and like Google Docs, Microsoft Word, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Disparate tools, but you use So if you're going to create a book, right? A children's book you would probably write the words in Google Docs or Microsoft Word, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Or something, or Notes app or something. You would do the illustrations in Illustrator. Yeah. And then you lay it out in InDesign, right? I think people will start using these AI tools like that. We're like, hey, I wanna write a children's book. I need the script. I'll do it in in ChatGPT. Now I need the images or I need the videos. And I think you'll start seeing a lot of that type of thing happen where in the past, if you had one of those skill sets, you would be limited and yeah. you have to find somebody. For but sure. now you can do a lot of it and get a long way on your yeah. own.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it'll definitely open the door for a lot of people to try, like you said, try those new things or like new little business ventures and even coding, maybe they have a business and they don't have a website yet. And if chat GPT can help you code, then yeah, it's pretty, pretty
1: incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, on that topic, I think, you know, any amount of furthering your own education and your skill set, whatever level you are in your career, I think it or even just your personal hobby. Yeah. I think it's just super empowering and fascinating. So yeah, absolutely.
0: I totally agree. We are just at the end of our time now. So okay. we will call it call it a week. Mike, thanks for chatting as always. Hey, Haley, and thank thanks you. to everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Kelly. Bye. And